It's the most popular sport on the planet, with an estimated 4 billion fans worldwide. But not everybody grew up watching or playing soccer, particularly here in the U.S. I sure didn't. I made fun of soccer, called it boring, hard to follow, and not as entertaining as football, basketball, or baseball. But thanks to some basic education about the game and a few viewings of English Premier League matches, I realized I had been wrong all those years, and I became hooked. It's a far more compelling sport to watch than I used to think. Tense, exciting, and when played by the great ones, graceful and elegant. This show is for anybody who's curious why so many people love this game. It's for new fans of the European club teams looking for analysis that doesn't get too far into the weeds because, frankly, we wouldn't know how to be that in-depth. It's for anybody who wants to join us on our journey of getting to know better the most popular sport in the world. We'll talk about the game itself, the rules, the terminology, the strategy, and we'll talk about the top club soccer league in the world, the English Premier League, its teams, its history, its players, each week's games, all of it. We're kind of learning as we go here, but we're hoping you'll share that experience with us and come along for the ride. This is Hands Off Those Balls. When you last heard from us, Manchester United was in first place with a two-point lead over the noisy neighbors. Two weeks later, Manchester City has a five-point lead over second-place Manchester United and a ten-point lead over fourth-place Liverpool. And they have a game in hand. Welcome to another edition of Hands Off Those Balls. My name is Mike. I am joined, as always, by Jared. Jared, how are you doing this week? I am doing okay. I, uh, I've twice now had to dig myself out <laughs> of... Uh almost 12 inches of snow so now when you say dig like are you a, a shovel guy uh, i am uh you know I, I figure i got a few more years of shoveling before i switch to the uh snow thrower but we'll see now what are you suggesting by a few more years that 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 i'm an old fart because i use a snowblower <laughs> no i'd probably use you one can go I ahead had. and imply that i'll keep using the snowblower all no. i want well i was you know on my way in here i was noticing your edges were really nice i like that yeah that you did a really good job oh where, thank you yeah as it turns out, that thing crapped out on me last week, so I had to shovel, and you know how long my driveway is. Oh, I do. So that uh, that was a joy. Um, fortunately, I was able to get the thing running again, so that made this morning much, much smoother. And that's incidentally why we weren't able to have a show last time. This is true. Yeah. Uh, as as uh, mentioned on, on the, uh, the Facebook note that i put up last week it was just a, a horribly timed snowstorm that we had last week because um you know in, in order to get the driveway clear in time for the the sort of relatively narrow window that jared and i have set aside for when we do this sort of thing it just couldn't be done so th that was unfortunate um but uh you know hopefully uh, we can make up for it this week with this show so uh, obviously, lots of matches over the last couple of weeks. I'm sure you're all dying to know what the status is of our uh, fantasy team. And at the moment, we do remain in first place in the head-to-head -head matchup. It uh, it took a little took a little bit of doing this week, but we were able to win this week's match, and that keeps us in first place there. Last I saw, we were in fourth place in the the cumulative 
point totals. Among yeah, we the don't whole. seem to be make, able to make up ground there. I'm it, not sure. Um, again, is, we're, we're chipping away at it. It's just, you know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 38-game season. That may not be long enough for how much chipping away we have to do. Uh, again, it just goes to show you how fortunate we've been on some of these head-to-head matchups that um, we've got a better record than anybody else, but we were... You know, there's at least three teams with more points scored over the course of the season, so good on them. All right, well, one of the things that uh, was evident over the last couple of match weeks with respect to just the regular Premier League, and it even had an effect on our fantasy team, uh, a lot of red cards being doled out over quite the Quite a few, yeah. Um, quite a few just straight reds, a uh, couple or... Actually, maybe it was just one. One comes to mind of the variety where you get two yellows in the same match. Um, so it seemed like a good time to visit the uh, the rules governing the the why you end up getting a red card. What sort of actions on the field will merit a straight red? Again, this is not a situation we're not talking about right now where... It's you get a yellow card early and then you get another yellow card late, so you'll be sent off on the basis of two yellows. What sort of behavior on the field is going to get you a straight red? Because we saw several of them over the course of the last week or two. So uh, just to use the terminology, you'll get a straight red under Law 12 of the laws of the game. I'll never get over the fact that they use the word (laughs) law. It just seems so... Not rules, law. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's so British. <laughs> so very prim and proper. Uh, so, yes, law 12 is what governs the red card. So, serious foul play, violent conduct. You may ask yourself, what's the difference? Uh, so, I can tell you, seriously, serious foul play is a foul committed using excessive force. Uh, in other words, the player has far exceeded the necessary use of force and is in danger of injuring his opponent. So that's serious foul play. The difference between that and violent conduct is that um, serious foul play may be committed by any player, substitute, or substituted player against any person. And this can include teammates, match officials, spectators even. So you can get a red card for, like, decking the guy sitting in the front row of the stands, which kind of makes sense unless the guy sitting in the front row of the stands is a, you know, ghouligan who deserved to be punched. That probably happened quite a bit in, like, the 1930s, I would say, Uh, you know. uh, 30s, 40s, 50s. I could see it going on for quite a while. Um, So what else will get you a straight red? Spitting at an opponent or any other person. Um it probably doesn't need to be said, but uh, spitting is one of those special acts that um, I've heard enough interviews from professional athletes that, you know, when I was young, (laughs) there was the one thing that my father told me, look, I don't want you to be the kind of guy who gets into fights with people. However, there is one thing that if somebody does it, you are free to punch them in the face and you won't get in trouble. And that's if somebody says something bad about your mother. Then you can punch them in the face. I think that spitting 
at somebody is on that same that level. Should be on there too for yeah. for professional athletes because they frequently, when it happens, like the the the, the rage, both immediately that you witness in the field, and then even like days later when they're being interviewed about it, it's just uh, spitting is is really not taken in the spirit <laughs> i mean it's even jarring when you see it in a movie you know i'm thinking about when you know in titanic when kate winslet spits in billy zane's face <laughs> right at you know towards the end i mean it's it's, it's a jarring thing when it happens you know it, it's awfully disrespectful that's for sure so that'll get you a red uh denying an obvious goal scoring opportunity with a handball that one came up this uh, uh this past week or two Denying an obvious goal-scoring opportunity with a deliberate foul. Uh, again, that'll get you a red card. Using offensive, insulting, or abusive language and or gestures. Obviously, that one's going to be a bit in the eye of the beholder, but if it's bad enough, that can get you a straight red. Um, and, of course, getting a second yellow in the same match will get you a red. Interestingly enough, uh, sort of in the same vein as the spitting, albeit for a different reason. Starting in August of 2020, amid the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, the Football Association stated that any player who deliberately coughs at others will receive a straight red card. Um, less severe incidents are classified as unsporting behavior and will resort, uh, rather will result in a yellow card, but uh, who was that basketball player back when the pandemic first started oh the guy in the jazz what was his name uh, rats it, it'll come to us like in the second I half know, of the show yeah. um there was a basketball player very it was like march of 2020 and he was getting interviewed and there was talk of whether or not he had tested positive and i uh, or whether or not he had been taking sufficient precautions and he like made this very obvious sort of dismissive uh, pantomime of coughing on the microphone during the post-game press conference and then subsequently tested positive for COVID-19. So it's like, thanks a lot, jerk. I, I think it was it was, it was was one of those interviews where there were about a dozen mics in front of yeah. him. And he, he, he like touched, he touched every around. single microphone as he was leaving the room. Yeah. So so that's that's great. Uh, you know, I'm not going to in any way... Oh, I almost had the name. I'm not in any way going to try to... to uh, forgive the behavior. It was early, so I guess for certain people who, who weren't quite buying the the threat that the virus um, posed, they might have thought, oh, this is just much ado about nothing, and so, haha, isn't this funny. I feel like it was the night before the NBA it like was, shut down their season. I close. mean, it was so close. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway... Uh, that sort of thing would get you a straight red if, if there was an on-field um, similar behavior. As to, oh, I almost had his name again. It's it's right there on the tip of my tongue. He's on the Jazz, though, right? Uh, see, I'm not good with the teams in the NBA, yeah. but uh, if I if I multiple choice, well, ding me correct if if he's on the Jazz. So oh yeah, that's true. Okay, so uh, those are the rules governing the red cards. Now, what happened this week with the red cards? Well. Uh, hands off those balls, defensive favorite David Luiz, surprise, surprise, got himself a red. Although in this case, I'm kind of on his side. Uh, you know, It he, was certainly borderline. I mean, uh, you know, so it's in the Wolves-Arsenal match, and Arsenal is up 1-0. Uh, David Luiz 
he, he looks like he's tearing down new Wolves player uh, William Jose, a, a, a recent transfer forward who clearly they signed to try to make up for the loss of Raul Limenez. Uh, you know, seems to be taken to ground in the box intentionally to be deprived of that that goal scoring opportunity. But when you saw the replay, that's really not what happened. The guy just lost his balance. Yeah. Um, but did that one go to VAR? Do you know? Uh, how could it not have? I, I know. I just like usually those things can remember. help to clear it up. But yeah. So um, Neves takes the. Um, Penalty kick, he converts, and at the end of the and so that ties the score one one. Now Arsenal are down a player, and when all said and done at the end, Wolves win two to one. So there's an example where it's it's pretty and, and that was uh yeah, maybe towards the end of the first half. So there was plenty of time still for Wolves to play a man up, and so that one clearly made a difference. Same match. Um uh, Bernt Leno, the Arsenal goalkeeper uh, doesn't realize where he is relative to the penalty box and he actually comes out of the penalty box where goalie is no longer allowed to use their hands and he punches a ball away uh, unfortunately because he was out of the penalty box that's an illegal handball and denying uh, of a one scoring was, opportunity yeah. right uh, so uh, he gets he gets a red and yeah. <laughs> I think it would be pretty cool if if your goalie gets a red, you can't replace him with a goalie. <laughs> that would be a fun rule. That would be a good one, you know. That... <laughs> just suddenly everybody's just shooting from like <laughs> the midfield line. Um, you, you know the one of the saddest things about that game was so Leno got his red card in I think around the seventy fifth minute or seventy something minute. Wolves played two men up for almost 20 minutes and did not score mm -hmm. so i don't know it's sort of a statement to where wolves are right now even with that new uh, uh forward that they transferred in so uh all right so there's two reds in the same match uh let's head over to the manchester united southampton match Oof. might have heard about this one so uh alex um Yankowitz. Yank is it Yanko Yankovitz. Yankovitz. Yankovitz we're going with. Um he this was this was legit. I mean, like he spiked um McTominay right in the inner thigh. Yeah, yeah. He came in and, high and hard. Yeah, I mean, and I mean all, all these times that we see players like writhing on the ground, oh ow, ow, and then as soon as the, the ruling is made, they seem to heal very quickly and pop up off the ground. Like the camera spotted McTominay's inner thigh, and like you could count. Oh, okay, so there's one, two, three, four, five cleat marks right there on your inner thigh. I mean, he was. Yeah, and a, an interesting thing about this was uh, it happened in the first 90 seconds. Yes, and I correct me if I'm wrong. I think I heard this right. This was his first EPL match. He was thrown out before he even touched the ball. <laughs> it's a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Premier League. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that ends up. Uh, giving Manchester United a one-man advantage for, for all intents and purposes, the whole game. And they made good work of it by finishing the match 9-0. Uh, same, same score that Leicester had at the end of a, uh, a match yeah, last, last year. year. Yeah. 
when they had a one-man advantage. Now, was that against Southampton? I actually don't know who the opponent was. I feel I just, like it I remember was. remember it was Leicester, but... It, I want to say either Southampton or, or Sheffield, but I'm kind of feeling Southampton on this one. I, obviously, it wasn't that same dude. Um, but, yeah, that one was well-earned. Later, same match, uh, Jan Bednarik, defender for uh, Southampton, he crashes into Martial um, in the box, and it's ruled a red card. Now, this is after uh, Bednarik had had an own goal, so this was uh, not his best uh, his best match. No. Uh, that gives Manchester United a penalty kick, which is great for us because Bruno Fernandes kicks the Manchester United penalties, and Bruno's on our team. As it turned out, however, the league reviewed this uh, red card ruling, and although uh, he kind of crashed, like I said, Bernard crashed into Martial, it was it was just two guys going for the ball. There was no no intent, no uh, you know, it wasn't even really an upper hand that Bednarik had gotten from the collision. They both kind of mutually. Um, lost their footing as a result so the league reversed the ruling so he will not be suspended as a result of that um one, one note on that it was inter- so obviously this is no longer true because they appealed successfully appealed the right. red card but he was the first epl player uh to concede a penalty score an own goal and get sent off with a red card in epl history Wow. Yeah. That's, but, so that's no longer true because they, I think they right. appealed the red card, but that was true for a, a day or two. How yeah. about that? There's the, yeah. the answer to that trivia question, but not anymore, I guess. So, um, all right. Moving on to the, um, uh, this is Jeff Hendrick uh, for Newcastle when Newcastle was playing. Who did Newcastle beat three to two? That was uh, Southampton. Southampton, thank yeah. you. Southampton's all over these red card matches. Yeah. Um, so Jan, but or rather uh, Jeff Hendrick, he gets double yellows. So not the sexy straight red, um, but that does result in Newcastle, who had the lead at that time, uh, having to hang on, and they did ultimately win three to two. Interesting thing about this match. Uh, is that Bednarik, who had gotten that red in the previous match and had the own goal in the previous match, almost gets another red in this match um, for, you know, depriving Almiron of Newcastle of a goal-scoring opportunity. Um, He he shouldn't have gotten a red for it. It, it, You know, I, I think when they reviewed it and they decided it wasn't worthy of a red card, I think they made the right decision there. Um, and then finally, that brings us to Fulham versus West Ham. Our opponent in this week's fantasy match had Thomas Suchek of West Ham, uh, midfielder, on his squad. And in like 90 plus four, I mean, it was like the waning seconds of Yeah, it was very time. late, very late. Um setting up to defend against a set piece uh, an indirect kick by Fulham Uh, Suchek is you know he's he's trying to sort of um, defend Mitrovic the forward from Fulham and 
Mitrovic and he get kind of handsy with each other. And in the process, Suchek's left elbow kind of pops Suchek, or rather kind of pops Mitrovic in the face. It didn't look all that painful. You know, it didn't look like he really hit him hard. I think there was some good acting by Mitrovic. But the, the most important thing is that Suchek, or Suchek is like seven feet tall and Mitrovic yeah. is like 5'5". Five five. So... His elbow is going to be at Mitrovic's face. No matter what he normally. does. Yeah. So uh, it, it wasn't a big surprise that there was some contact there. He, You look at the replay and it's just abundantly clear that he didn't intend to do it. But here's what got me on this one is that you had that initial decision of uh, red card and... Then the referee for that match, Mike Dean, goes to the monitor to look at VAR. And he looked at it like 20 times. Yeah. It took forever. This penalty happened, like I said, I think there was like four minutes of regular stoppage time. If you go to the stats, it'll tell you that this red card was imposed at 90 plus 7. Yeah. Which tells you that there was... They reviewed it for several minutes. Jerking around for three minutes. And... We go back to the VAR standard. They're going to, you know, overrule the decision when it's clear and obvious. And, you know, the ruling on the field, I guess, wasn't a red card. So what is he looking at for three minutes that could be clear and obvious? If you have to look at it for three minutes, it's not clear and obvious. And so you should just let it go, you know, whether you called it a yellow originally or whatever. Um, to me, they're, they're just not enforcing the rule, the VAR rule properly. Moreover, it shouldn't have been a red card anyway because he, he wasn't trying to, you know, pop Mitrovic in the face. And, um, you know, Graham Lasso, the, the color commentator with, um, you know, in the booth for this game, he himself said um, that, you know, this is like the worst call he's ever seen. Oh, yeah. And I don't exactly disagree with him. It was good for us, fantasy-wise. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Sad to say, yeah, <laughs> but absolutely. But, uh, you know, just not a good call. And again, I, I, I say again, if Mike Dean had to stare at the monitor for three minutes, then it clearly wasn't clear and obvious. So yeah. um, anyway, those were all the red cards that had, uh, you know, it just seemed like there was a lot this week and they, they clearly had an effect on a number of matches. Just to put some context on that, though, I mean, there's usually about 50 a season, so you know, a little more than one one a, a week. Mm. We had six over two weeks, yeah. so that was uh, that's quite an outlier there. It is, yeah. So with that, we'll go ahead and take our halftime break. We'll give you the scores from the past. Uh, it'll actually be two match weeks uh, and scheduled for this upcoming week, and then we will be back to talk about some of the more interesting games from the past few days. So stick around. We will be right back. Here are your scores from Match Week 22 in the English Premier League. On Tuesday, Sheffield topped West Brom 2-1. Wolves got a much-needed win against Arsenal 2-1. Manchester United destroyed Southampton thanks to an early red card 9-0. And Crystal Palace beat Newcastle 2-1. Wednesday saw Manchester City blank Burnley 2-0, Leicester beat Fulham 2-0, the Toffees topped Leeds United 2-1, 
West Ham took down Aston Villa 3-1, and Brighton shocked Liverpool with a 1-0 victory at Anfield. The week concluded with Chelsea's 1-0 victory over struggling Tottenham in their London derby. Match week 23 kicked off Saturday as Aston Villa shot down the Gunners 1-0. Brighton and Burnley played to a one-goal draw. Newcastle survived a red card to eke out a 3-2 win over Southampton. Fulham and West Ham drew scoreless, while Manchester United and Everton finished with a draw three goals each. On Sunday, Spurs got a needed win over West Brom 2-zip. Wolves and Leicester played to a scoreless draw. Manchester City had a statement win with a convincing 4-1 victory over the champs at Anfield, and Chelsea topped Sheffield two goals to one. Match Week 23 ended with Leeds defeating Crystal Palace two goals to none. Match Week 24 starts Saturday with Liverpool visiting Leicester, Crystal Palace hosts Burnley, Man City welcomes Spurs, and Villa heads south to meet Brighton. On Saturday, Wolves take on Southampton at St. Mary's, West Brom hosts Man United, Leeds visits Arsenal, and Fulham meets Everton Merseyside. The weekend's Monday as Sheffield visits West Ham and Newcastle takes on Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. That's what's happening in the EPL. Now back to the show. And we are back. Before we get into the uh, highlights of the past week or so, Jared, I have a trivia question for you. Sure. So, there are currently in the Premier League six London teams. As we stand here right now, which one is highest ranked in the table? West Ham. You are correct. Who would have thought that at the beginning of the yeah, year? Yeah, that's a, that's a head-scratcher to yeah. be honest with you. So, uh, take it away. What do you want to start with? Well, um... So basically, we're going to not cover uh, a lot of the, the match weeks that we haven't been able to because of the inclement weather. Um, I did want to just summarize the last couple of weeks with a few statements that might be kind of interesting. Uh, number one, Sheffield is now winning consistently, apparently. Uh, yeah. uh, number two, teams are winning at Anfield regularly uh, after being denied there for almost four straight. Yeah, and um, we talked about the red cards and just really bad weather in, in England this weekend. Did you see any of that? I don't know if, if this week is any different than usual. I'm always marveling when I'm watching one of these matches. I'm like, oh, it's sunny. I didn't know that that was that possible out there. there. Uh, it does seem like every time you get a close-up on a player, you just see this torrential downpour of snow or freezing rain yeah well, you know well, bless what, their hearts for dealing with it in you know shorts and t-shirts what was i gonna say one of the games was 25 degrees and you see oh. all the all the the managers are just bundled up and these poor guys are running out here in you know summer wear i mean i guess you know. if you're running around it's it's better yeah you know, the, the guys who are on the bench who are like bundled up in 75 <laughs> layers those are the ones who really sort of tell me how cold it is because even the managers they get to to pace yeah. back and yeah. forth and uh and all that sort of thing but if you're just sitting there in the stands with your arms crossed ticked off that you didn't get to start this week uh that seems like a miserable existence yeah um so anyways we'll talk uh start off with the villa hosting arsenal so this was a, a pretty evenly matched one um sort of a, a Watkins second minute goal kind of hit a gunner's leg uh that was the only scoring in this one uh one nil villa takes it both teams sort of remain right in the middle of the table after this one so not a whole lot of uh movement there um Burnley hosting Brighton, 1-1 draw on this one. You know, both teams are just right right above relegation. Um, so, again, not, not too much there. 
Uh, Newcastle hosting Southampton. So we talked about some of the red cards in this one. What I did want to focus on on this one is the Southampton free fall. I don't know if you've noticed it. Um, I it, haven't. It, it's hard to believe that they were in first place by themselves earlier this season, but they have lost five in a row. Um, and, you know, we, we've been talking about, you know, that, you know, they're, they're losing in a whole bunch of different ways. Uh, they lost this one we mentioned uh, to Newcastle three to two, but they're losing by more than just, you know, less goals. I mean, it's red cards, yellow cards, fouls, just really stupid play. Um, mm. So, well, but that uh, that answers one of the questions I had because I didn't remember them being at the top of the table, but I saw a stat this week that said that nine different teams had at one point over this season been at the top of the table. Um, and I couldn't name them all, but that's that's the most since the mid '80s. Oh, yeah. Um, and we're only a little bit past the halfway point of the season, so yeah, kind of an interesting uh, stat there. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to name all nine teams that have been at the top of the table. Uh, I know. I uh, couldn't name them. Spurs were up there they at one were. point. I know that. Yeah. That seems like ages ago now. <laughs> um, Fulham hosting West Ham. So this one ends in a 0-0 in a draw, but I think we talked about the red card for uh, Socek. Um, just really sort yeah. of a, a questionable call on that one. Yeah. West Ham, they have already uh, surpassed last year's point total. In the table. That's amazing, actually. And same goes for Aston Villa. Now, it's they were both in the bottom half. They were both toward uh, relegation, although not well, at vi- relegation. But well, Villa escaped relegation in the in final the minutes. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like we're talking about uh, point totals in the in the seventies or eighties here. But yeah, this was week twenty three. And both of these squads matched their point totals from last year in a 38-week season. So uh, definitely worth uh, noting. So congratulations to them both. Absolutely. Um, Man United hosting Everton. So um, this was actually a very good, exciting game. I think Everton had uh, was on a four-game uh, EPL away winning streak. They hadn't won five in a row away from home since 1970. So maybe wow. they could get that done. I don't know. Um Man United jumps out to a 2-0 lead on a Cavani header and then a Bruno Fernandez goal, which was really strange to me. I don't know if you saw it, but he basically sat 20 yards out unchallenged, was given time to set up, took his shot, and just put it right in the top corner exactly where it needed to be. So just, just some really lazy, sloppy yeah. Everton defense on that Might one. want to put a man on that guy. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll take it, though, right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, Rather be lucky than good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everton uh, scores to an answer to equalize, and then uh, Man United takes the lead again on a free kick, uh, and it would stay 3-2 until the 95th minute when there were only supposed to be four minutes of stoppage time. So it was literally the last minute. Mm. Um, and an Everton free kick finds our old friend Dominic Calvert-Lewin for a quick equalizing tap-in. I had no idea he was back. No, me neither. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think he scored a goal last week, and he scored one this week. So Yeah, I, I think there's a different sort of timeline that the, the doctors in the uh, National Health Service over in England follow um, because guys seem to come back from injuries. Really, Either the doctors over there are, you know, have, have magical abilities to heal or they just don't go by the same healing time that we do over here. I mean, between 
Uh, Calvert Lewin coming back. Danny Ings had hernia surgery three weeks ago. <laughs> he was playing this weekend. Wait, was it Ings or Vardy? Wasn't it Ings? Oh, no, it was Vardy. You're right. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah, save me from having to yes, uh, absolutely. look that up. Um, no, yeah, Ings had the Achilles. Yeah, yeah. That he seemed to come back pretty fast pretty from, fast, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was Vardy with the surgery. Surgery. Like, I thought every yeah. surgery for anything is six weeks. Like, anything, six weeks. Broken <laughs> bone is six weeks. Yeah, I just, I don't know how you're going to play a professional sport at the highest level three weeks after having surgery. But, you know, hey, good on him. Yeah. Um, three three draws a final in this one. Um, you know Everton three goals and three shots on goal. So that's some pretty rare efficiency for for them on that one. Mm. Uh, Sunday we had uh, Tottenham hosting West Brom. So uh, Sone. That's and, good for what ails you. Yeah. Spurs needed that matchup bad. They, they did. Well, you know, and it was Sohn and a – well, it was a surprise to me. Did you know Kane was going to be playing? I, I did not think Kane was going to be I playing. I did not either. And, you know, they're hosting a team that concedes the most goals in the league. Um, so that could have been a perfect storm for some ownage um, on that one. Um, so yeah, Win's a win. Yeah. Um, our fantasy opponent had a captain, Sohn. So, as always, it seems like we're rooting for Spurs goals without contributions from specific people. It's a real mind bender right. when, you're trying to, <laughs> when you're trying to watch this thing. Come on, Bergwijn. Uh, um, this one was all Spurs, though. West Brom, as it seems every week, uh, with only a single shot on goal. Uh, Kane puts one in unassisted by Sohn, so that was good to start the second half. And then Lucas Mora feeds Sohn for the second Spurs goal. Uh, I think you and I were both kind of rolling our eyes, though, why he Didn't decided take it to, himself. Yeah, he dished that off to Sone when he had a pretty open shot. I mean, himself, I know that I'm, uh, you know, jaded because our opponent had Sone, but I'm watching this, and you know how when you're playing like two-on-two basketball in the driveway? Oh, yeah. And now I am left-handed, so I sort of throw this off, but, <clears throat> you know, most people are right-handed. So when you're a kid and you're playing two-on-two -two basketball in the driveway, you over-defend for your opponent with the ball to go to his right because you don't expect him to go to the left because he's right-handed, and if you're right-handed and, and you're not you know, a talented basketball player, you're going to suck trying to go to your left, so mm -hmm. you over-extend yeah. to the left. They clearly were doing that to Lucas Mora. Like they were waiting for him to come to his right, and... Uh, that gave him so much room to his left. And it's like, just go that yeah, way. Yeah, just go. I mean, You're a professional. You have some semblance <laughs> of a left foot. You're like, I'm not saying you've got, uh, you know, Mo Salah's left foot, because I think he's left-footed. Um, check the, the ding or buzz on that one. <laughs> um, but come on, man. You can put something on the ball with your left foot. It just – and, again, I'm jaded because I didn't want Stone scoring. <laughs> You know, it's you watch that play develop, and Sone was way back when the challenge yeah. was starting, and mm. you know they just dished it to the side. So, um, two nil Tottenham uh, takes this one. Um, could have been much much worse considering the matchups, uh, but you're right, a win is a win, so mm. you'll take it. Um, Wolves hosting Leicester, so um, we've got Cody going, um, and you know obviously a clean sheet would be really good for us. Um, this one actually ends in a, a nil nil draw. Vardy does make his return from surgery, as you said, and uh, he actually almost uh, has a goal a header at the end of the game. Yeah. So it was a very close one. But uh, yeah, there was there was a 
there, there was some uh, fingernail chewing at the end of that one. Yes. Yeah. It just seemed like any minute now something <laughs> something's going to happen. Um, but we pick up uh, the six clean sheet points for Cody on the 0-0 draw, so that was good for us. Um, Liverpool hosting Man City. So this was definitely the marquee matchup uh, for match day 23. And going into this match, and, and you, you alluded to it earlier, so going into the match, Liverpool had four consecutive home matches without a win. They had three consecutive home matches where they didn't score. Ugh. And Liverpool Football Club had not lost three straight, which a loss against Manchester City would have been three straight losses. They had not lost three straight top flight matches at home since 1963. That's like, amazing. It's, uh, I guess it just goes to show you what happens when I predict that you're going to win the, the Premier League championship. Um, because, I mean, they're just, they, they, they lost it. Well, and, and there's only so much you can blame on the loss of Virgil van Dijk. I mean, come on. You want to hear another funny stat, though, about this? Do you know when the last time they gave up two or more goals in an EPL match? Liverpool? Yeah. Two or more? Uh, first, the week one? It was match week five against Everton. So for nearly three months, they are giving up mm. zero or one goal. So defense is not their problem. Yeah, that's, you know? uh, that's not because of the loss to Van Dyke. I don't yeah. Know. It's because we have Mo Salah on our fantasy team. That's what it did. That happened, yeah. <laughs> we, we eternally broke him. <laughs> that's right. um, a couple other st- uh, stories to this one. So fantasy-wise, our opponent has Diaz. We have uh, Gundogan. Um, so that's really it. I so think it's Gundawan. It, it, it oh boy, could, could, took me a little while to, to get it. But what is it? <laughs> I think it's Gundawan. Gundawan. Right. Like you don't. It, the, the the second G is invisible. You don't. A G. <laughs> all right. Can I just call him the G man? Maybe. <laughs> right. Well, Gundo. That's. I think Gundo. That's a fair okay. I, I can say with Gundo. So. Obviously, we are looking for a big game from Gundo um, and a non-clean sheet so our opponent can lose his clean sheet points. Very specific uh, uh, outcome to this. Right. Uh, within two minutes, though, our hopes are seemingly crushed as uh, Gundo goes down in a heap. Um, he's a pretty, pretty bad challenge. They work on him for a little bit. He stays in the game. Um, yeah, I was pretty sure that the fact that, and we only just recently transferred him onto the fantasy team. I see him go down. I'm like, ah, naturally, we've we've injured another. Yeah, that didn't take long. Um, it stays scoreless until the 35th minute when Fabinho drops Sterling in the box for a Man City penalty kick, and it's given to Gundo um, to take. So things are looking pretty good for yeah, us. Yeah, what could go wrong? Yeah, except he shanks it high over the left post. Um, so <laughs> awful. Add a negative two for our team on that one. Um, so that coupled with Man City's strong defensive effort and things are starting to look bleak. Yep. Um, so it was uh, nil-nil to start the second half. And, uh, and and let's just say, like, fantasy interests aside, first half of this match was compelling. Oh, it, it was, was a good. great it match. Was a, yeah, very, very good. It was what I was expecting yeah. from two teams that don't give up goals. That's right. what I was expecting. I feel like this happened last year, that there was a, a, a Liverpool-Man City match that you know might have been the first half was like nip and tuck, chewing your fingernails. Oh, my God, yeah. who's going to get that one edge? And then it ended up being like 3 nothing Man City or something. Mm. So, well, that 
got out of hand answer, answers that question. Right. Um, so uh, Gundo actually gets partial redemption on a rebound goal to get Man City on the board. And so I'm, I'm happy and I'm thinking, well, let's just get a Liverpool pool goal to cancel Diaz's clean sheet. Um, 61st minute, uh, ask and she, ye shall receive yeah. because uh, Diaz takes down Mo Salah in the box for the penalty kick and he picks up the yellow card for the bonus. Um, and, and both he and Gundogan when it, with his miss, um, they neither one of them like kind of jerked around with their approach. They oh right yeah just, just run up to the ball, kick ball into spot goal. Well, except for Gundogan who kicked it yeah into, kicked it into the street. <laughs> They're still chasing that ball <laughs> right. down, I think. Um, but yeah, Mosala con- uh, converts. Uh, Diaz takes a negative five for the loss of the clean sheet uh, and the uh, negative uh, uh, for the yellow card. So things are looking good. Uh, Gondo gets another one ten minutes later. Uh, Sterling adds one, and Phil Foden just just piles on with an absolute blast for mm. the finisher. Um, and then sort of towards the end of the game, I saw Alexander Arnold and Ederson get into it a little bit, a little bit of pushing on a. A goal kick. Um, I missed that. Yeah, it was interesting. It was, yeah, it was like in the 85th minute or something like that. A little bit, little, little bit of uh, what I used to call penguin fighting. Uh, what is that? California thing where you start like bumping chests oh, a little bit. Yeah, so, arms at your side. Right, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but four city, uh, four one Man City is the final in this one. Um, so you, know, you you mentioned sort of the repercussions. Can Liverpool come back from this? They're now. They don't have any uh, head-to-head matches with Man City left. It's going to be tough. Yeah. I mean, they're 10 back. They're 10 back, and Man City's got a match in hand. Yeah. Like, uh, Man City, uh, we sort of heard the, the, you know, thundering of the, the horse hooves for a few weeks now. We've, we've been alluding to this, like, don't look now, but Manchester City is playing great, and they've got everything lined up to basically – slaughter everybody because of all these matches in hand and they're doing it they haven't lost in forever i know i mean and I've, i'm starting to lose track but i think they've given up three goals in their last 14 epl matches now. i'm sure i got this wrong i've got the number 14 in my head maybe i saw that stat oh that's something. straight all matches all leagues well i was gonna say like ederson he's got a gazillion clean sheets i, I want to say it's like 14 like <laughs> That's a good recipe to never lose. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, Liverpool, you know, look, I'm, I'm not going to write their obituary right now uh, as far as this cold snap they've been in. Allison wasn't there for that loss against uh, Brighton. So, eh, maybe yeah, that yeah. makes a difference. Um, but, ugh. You know, they are not—they are not the team that they were last year. When just they—they they never failed to win. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even a matter of they never lost. They until Watford, they just seemingly never failed to win. Yep. Uh, and that's—that is not happening right now. So who knows? Uh. Uh, we had uh, Sheffield hosting Chelsea. So, you know, she- uh, Sheffield suddenly winning games here. I think they'd won three of five coming in. I think all the dreams I had of them besting the Derby County record for futility are all but dashed at yeah, this point. Yeah, I so, think so. Um, a clean sheet, for, though, for uh, Edward Mendy would sure be a good addition to our week here. Um, as it turns out, though, uh, a Rudiger own goal in the middle of the game ruined it. Um, yeah. 
just an ill-advised pass back, maybe a no-look, um, kind of runs a couple of feet to the left of Mendy and right into the goal. Mm. Um, Mason Mount uh, goal, uh, scores a goal, and then I think uh, Giorgino uh, converts a penalty kick, uh, but that's enough to make up for the difference. 2-1 uh, Chelsea is the final here. And then I think the final uh, game of the week was Leeds hosting Crystal Palace. Uh, that was just uh, earlier, and I think... Uh, Bamford had a goal and Harrison had a goal. That's so, right. Yeah, two nil was the final in that one. Uh, leads over Crystal Palace. <clears throat> one note on relegation: I'm not sure if you've noticed, um, we're getting quite a bit of separation though. Um, yeah, I did notice that. Um, so, if you remember last year, Norwich went down a few weeks uh, with a few weeks to go, but it wasn't decided who of uh, Bournemouth, Villa, or Watford would join them until the final minutes of the final game. Yeah. Um, but I think we're, we might get a clear picture of this here, you know, with five, five or six weeks to go. We'll see. Short of, of some sort of heroics. I mean, it's kind of the same because I feel like it's around 10 points. It's, it's a similar. Yeah. It's like eight points. Yeah. Right it's now. similar it's, question to can Liverpool catch Man City? Well, can Fulham, West Brom or Sheffield get their took us out of the relegation zone? Because right now they're that far back and yeah. Um, I, I'm not seeing it, you know, the, the big Sam thing that doesn't seem to have lit a fire under it's certainly West not Brown. enough. No. Yeah. Uh, so not really expecting anything, uh, surprising to come out of there. One other thing I wanted to mention, uh, because it's, it's definitely worth the recognition. Uh, Nuno Espirito Santo, uh, Nuno Espirito Santo, um, the, uh, Wolves manager, uh, give it up for him. He donated two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to the uh, Wolves Foundation's Feed Our Pack program, which um, purchases and donates food to uh, the needy in the area. Quarter million dollars. Good on him. Nice. Totally. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. <laughs> you know, plenty of people donate money and it's usually uh well you know, not that much but i was gonna say you know a lot of times these sort of arrangements seem to be washed through some sort of uh foundation that you've got yourself and there's maybe you know doing it for tax reasons and all the rest of it like this is just him apparently donating a quarter million dollars so uh good on nuno um and uh i'm, I'm sure that that's uh Going to help a lot of the people in the uh, Wolverhampton area. Uh, anything else we wanted to touch on for this week? No, the one thing I, I one thing I, uh, I forgot to mention in the Southampton Newcastle game though is that absolutely stunning free kick from James Ward Prowse. Oh yeah, um, just thirty yards out over the wall. That thing bent like seventy degrees. Yeah, it, it was. There was nothing anybody could do about it. Um, New member of the Hands Off Those Balls fantasy team, although he was on the bench this week. Yeah. Um, so uh, hopefully we don't get him injured. And one last thing uh, I wanted to mention, the name that we couldn't think of earlier that we had to look up on the internet for the uh, NBA player who was touching all the microphones as the COVID-19 outbreak was just beginning, Rudy Gobert. And Jared was right. Rudy Gobert plays for the Utah Jazz. So good on him uh, for remembering that. And with that, we will wrap things up. 
Thank you for listening. We don't have a show if not for you, so we appreciate you tuning in. And we will be back next week, assuming no more great blizzards of 2021 uh, prevent us from doing so. And we're looking forward to that. Please do everything you can to stay safe and enjoy the rest of the week. And we will talk at you next time. Take care, everybody.